Evening, everyone. Well, it's evening for us. Um, this is Heather Matwatso here, and we have got episode seven of Hoarding Stuff, um, which I hope speaks for itself. So that's what we're going to be talking about for the next uh, half an hour or so. Um, myself, as I said, Heather, David, and mm -hmm. this evening we've got Rachel joining us. So, Hello, you know? Rachel. Hi. So let's to make a start then. Um, yes. <laughs> you 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 can make a start then, David. Please, well, you, you talk um, us into this. Okay. Uh, so, Rachel, um, what was it that persuaded you to to come on to something like this? What encouraged you to come into this strange space <laughs> with strange? I guess it's just you You kind of want to help other people. Um, I'm getting quite a bit of support. And prior to that, I didn't know where to go to get help. And I think a lot of people are probably still in that position that they won't know that there are people that can, can support them with various things and, and even sort of what their issue is and and that it's that it's common and just mm. it's kind of part of that whole sort of mental health um spectrum of of getting things out there so that everyone realizes that these things are common and mm. i guess normal because there isn't any such thing as normal and we've all got ways in which we cope with day-to-day -day stress and you can learn new ways of dealing with things and just kind of trying to pass that on to other people, I guess. Normal is a, is a very strange word. Mm. Um, my mum used to take me out places and go, act normal. And so, <laughs> hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Yeah. So does that mean that everybody else is acting normal? No, they're not normal at all. They're just acting it. And how do you act normal? What is normal? And then the other great thing was, of course, you used the word act so much that I became an actor. <laughs> but what would you say if you had to describe the challenges that you face in a nutshell, just a very short sort of like summary of, of the challenges you face, what would it be? I think it's probably that I am a very poor decision maker. Mm -hmm. um, I struggle with planning and following through with those plans. Mm. I think that impacts on all aspects of your life, really. Mm. Um, yeah, personal, home, work, in, in all sorts of different ways. And then that adds to stress, which kind of then joins in the circle of chaos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you find it easier to make decisions at work than you do at home? Sometimes, I think it depends what it is. Mm. If, if it's sort of in my area of strength and it's quite a clinical decision, I'm quite good with it. If it's more admin, admin sort of oriented and trying to 
sort of differentiate between different tasks, which takes priority. I think I sort of faff about a bit there as well and spend more time sort of planning or deciding what to do than actually doing it. Mm -hmm. So There's nothing like a bit of faff. Yeah, there are parts of my job that I don't enjoy, so I ah, make okay. even less enjoyable by putting them off forever until someone has a go at me why I haven't done it yet. <laughs> the pain of procrastination. It's all very logical. Yeah, I do, I do think it's fascinating, though, because you just really hit the nail on the head there by saying things that you don't like doing. And yeah. I think the things that often, the things we don't like doing, we don't like doing them because we feel or fear that we aren't good at them. Yeah. And therefore that becomes its own damnation, if you like. I, like I hate accounts, but I know perfectly well that I'm, I'm more than capable of understanding them, of learning how to use a spreadsheet of, I just don't like them. And so I don't even like making myself learn about it. And so I just give it to somebody else to do if I can. And everybody goes, oh, you should learn your own accounts. I go, yes, I know. But that's even more pressure then, you know, to do something that you don't like. However, if you do something that you do like, you don't even notice it. You often yeah. don't classify it as doing something. So if you get an accountant that loves accounts, that's my idea of heaven. Here you are. Here's my accounts. You do what you love and I'll do what I love. And we're happy. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's using the skills you've got um to to do the thing isn't it but I'm, I'm just wondering if um what so what happens when you're you're doing decision making um with um the decluttering what kind of process do you go through uh it's yeah it's quite disjointed um i flit from one thing to the next because i'll i'll get to a point where i can't make an easy decision so then I think, right, I'm going to leave that then. I'm going to go and do something else. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes that works, but quite often it just means that you spend a whole day worrying about stuff and not actually doing anything about it, um, which is really frustrating because I still don't really understand why I am the way I am, but I'm learning to accept that I am, and eventually I will learn different ways of doing things. Um, I won't unfortunately become this perfect version of me. Um, perfection is overrated, to, to, to be honest with you, and <laughs> dull and boring. Talks well, yeah. as a man who's reached the apex to... of perfection. Oh, God, no. I mean, I just... If I'm honest, I don't really want to be a domestic goddess no. um, could you imagine what can you imagine how insufferable you'd be if you're <laughs> because, this is the way you need to polish your windows i do yeah. mine every week yeah yeah because you wouldn't just accept that you were perfect you'd expect everybody else you'd be evangelical yeah. let, about let me show you how to do it properly i'd be one of those <laughs> oh no but then if you take that to its to its actual end, mm -hmm. if everybody did then become perfect, the number one perfectionist, i.e. like Mrs. Hinch, the, the, the cleaning person, mm. if we all became Mrs. Hinch's, 
she'd be out of a job. Brilliant. Yeah. Wouldn't she? So this is I learned to do something else. Are they called paradoxes? Are they where you yeah, have? Well, yeah, because like, the average the average level of perfection would go up, right? Yeah. So then, then you'd have to be more perfect than perfect. We'd have to be godlike, then, wouldn't we? We would have to actually. The stress uh, levels of just being trying to be normal would be awful. And there but we are. That normal, back to normal. Again. And it's stressful enough as it is anyway. So, you know. Yeah. You just have to kind of, because uh, you, 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 I mean, we touched on you working, you work. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's got to be a kind of um, a stressful thing. If you're, if you're dealing with this, when you come home, hopefully um, you're allowing yourself some space to do fun things as well as um, work. And what's fun? <laughs> well, there's no point asking me. I don't <laughs> I mean, everyone has I a different sense. I used to know what of, fun was. Everyone has I a different sense just... of what fun is, you know, and and mine is is kind of like I don't know. I'd have to really, really think about that one. I suppose reading um, and creating yeah. stuff. Um, yeah, I love reading, and that's that's one thing that I have been able to do despite lockdown. Mm. Um, spent a fortune on Kindle and Audible getting various iterations of books. Yeah, yeah. I suppose instead of using the word fun, um, the word I would go with is flow. And flow is this concept that um, you're so involved in the thing that you're doing that time just seems to just, doesn't have a kind of a meaning, it just disappears. You're so in, oh God, I've lost the word, head's gone. You're so enamored for want of a better word, in the thing that you're doing, that you're almost in love with the thing, and that's flow. Mm. You kind of lose lose any sense. You're sort of in the zone. Do you, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's much Vibing it. with what you're doing, and so it just feels integral part of what yeah. what you are. And then you come out of it and go, "Oh, where did the time go?" I really, I really enjoyed that. And that would be nice if you could do that with decluttering, but that's a big ask, really, isn't it? <laughs> Well, I think that's one one of the goals is that. Yeah. And um, but these things never come in huge, big, fat chunks. They come in slow, small sections. And yeah. so occasionally you might catch yourself doing something and doing having a conversation at the same time. And then you go, oh, actually, I sorted that and chatted. Uh, and I didn't notice that I was doing the thing. Um, and that's what it feels like. So then when you've learned that and you've learned how that feels, you sort of know, actually, that's what I'm aiming for, to be able to do things without being conscious of them. And, and you do. I mean, it does happen. It's just retraining. Everything's to do with retraining your thought processes. That's, mm. that's it. I mean, this is why I think we as human beings are fascinating because we are, we're, we're perfectly created to be programmed, but we just don't get given a user manual. Mm -hmm. And I think some people pick up the user manual tricks quicker than others. And they're often, you know, the heads of industry and the very rich people in the world that they've understood certain things that they can just plow through and do that without worrying. And we're still at the back thinking, oh, you can't, you can't do, you can't do that. Whereas other people have just gone, what are you talking about? I don't even know what you're on about. Go yeah. away, you know. Yeah. 
I'm going for that and I'm getting it. Why wouldn't you want to do that? And that's the fascinating bit. But I, do, that's, I think that's the reassuring bit is that you can do that. You can retrain and you can find how to retrain you the best way if you're looking. And that's what you're doing. You're looking, Rachel. Um, and you are learning. Yeah. It's just that I think everybody, back to this thing about time, everybody thinks, oh, I should have done it by now. It should be yeah. over by now. I'm annoyed with myself. I'm irritated. I'm wasting my time. I'm not. That's a good, of... see, right. This this comes to, to the thing of comparison, mm. right? Because what you do with time is you're kind of, I think, going, I should have done this by now, as you say, um, because other people have done it by now. Really? Really? That, that you know, you, you do it in the time that you do it in. You, you, you can't, otherwise it's not your life, it's somebody else's life, isn't it? It's kind of, yeah. I used to think, um, do you know what I'd like to be? I'd like to be Billy Wilder with all the fantastic, I don't want to do the work, by the way. Don't want to do the work. I just want to be him after he's made all the, I don't want to do that. But I want to make be him after he's made all the films. And then I realised one day that there was somebody that had already done that. And his name was um, Billy Wilder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He'd already done it. So I didn't need to do it. So when you're looking at things and, and you're talking about time, it's, it's kind of like, well, we talk about wasted time. What would you have done with that time if you had it back? I mean, you're not getting it back. Sorry, you're yeah. just not getting it back. But what would you have done? Spoil sport. Sorry, I'm sorry. That's just, a, we live in a linear universe. We move forward in time. Unless you've got a time machine, then, you know, you're going to have to deal with that. I'm sorry, Rachel. I'm so, sorry to yeah. break this to you, mate. I'm sorry. But what would you have done with that time that would have been more valuable to you? I think that's the, the difficult question because af after the time is gone, you, like you say, you can't get it back. You do kind of go through that process of beating yourself up as to what you could have realistically done with that time. You could have like cleaned the whole house or you could have gone for a walk or you could have gone and like done some shopping and all of these different things. It, like say it's a day where you've just watched Netflix all day and then it gets to the evening and then you go, Oh, I wasted the whole day. I should have done this, should have done that, should have done the other. Did you enjoy watching Netflix? Yeah. So you did something that you enjoyed? Yeah. I think I'm learning to be a bit kinder to yeah. myself. If, yeah. if I'm tired and I want to have a nap, I will have a nap. I try. I do try not to because it messes my sleep up, and then my sleep is horrendous for like days afterwards. But sometimes, like if you run down, you just need to sleep. And yes, I've wasted an afternoon, but no. <laughs> I wake up and feel better. Yeah, that's I'm the point. I'm trying not to beat myself up about it now. I'm just thinking, well, you must have needed it. Yeah. If you dozed off, you must have needed it. Yeah. Um, and. I'm doing little things like if if I go into the kitchen to make a drink, I'll start washing up while the kettle's boiling. Or if I'm if I'm using the grill or cooking something quite quick, I think, well, what can I do while that's because normally I would come back in the front room and then 
half a half listening to the TV and kind of try and think, right, can I hear that cooking or maybe set a timer on my phone? So now I just stay in the kitchen and sort out some cupboards or wash up or start preparing something else, do my lunch for tomorrow. And then that's done and I've not lost any time. And then my, my dinner or my snack or whatever is done. And it's just silly little things like that you have to tell yourself to do. Mm-hmm. But then hopefully they will become a habit because I think they're things I used to do years ago and then you you stop doing them and you start sort of putting this sitting down in between things in and and then you've got that extra list of things that need to be done like the washing up and oh I'm gonna have to set a time aside how, how to big do is the this washing list? up how big is this list that you've got I mean, is it, is it worth looking at a list like that and going there? Right, okay, there seems to be a lot on this list. I'm, I'm really yeah, I tend, I tend to make very short lists now, realistic lists mm-hmm. of like two or three things I need to get done that day. That's good. Um, That's good. I'm trying to bring the same thing in for work because I'm taking on a little bit more responsibility at work. Right. Right. And I've got a student that's coming towards the end of their training. Um in September so things are kind of picking up a pace now so I need to have those lists so I don't forget what I'd planned to do um because we have to book clinics in advance Mm -hmm. we booked some things before Christmas that are then happening next week and literally my my colleague told me and I was like when did we do this Mm. and she was like oh it was before Christmas and I'll I would have sworn that she never told me about it, that we right. never had any of these discussions. But then time, time's gone a bit wacky since yes. you know, we've all been locked down. I mean, it's Friday, isn't it? Yeah, it's Friday. Yeah. All right. Uh, and, and things just, you know, you just have to be kind of patient with the, the lockdown brain, I guess. And, and some people will kind of forget and some people will remember and some people will be incredibly intolerable. And you need to punch them repeatedly. <laughs> and that's not that's it. not my fault. <laughs> so they stop it. <laughs> but I, th- I think what you just said, Rachel, the the doing silly little things, they're not silly little things, they're really good things. And remember if you can when you've done that, like when you've made your lunch and it's like done, remember to feel the pleasure that you get out of doing it. It's like when I remember when I was like, when I have to go out early in the morning in the good old days of actually going, leaving the house, um, I'd, I'd have to decide what I was going to wear because that was too difficult to do when I woke up. And occasionally I'd forget and then I'd be really annoyed with myself that I'd got a really short amount of time in the morning and I could have done it the night before. But when I did it the night before and woke up and it was ready, then I remembered to take a few seconds to feel absolute pleasure with the fact that I got that out of the way. So I think yeah. when you do these little, like when you do washing up, go, yeah, well done, Rachel. That was brilliant. And feel that pleasure because not doing it is the absence of that pleasure, isn't it? Mm. You know, yeah. like sitting on that or putting a timer on your phone. Um, but having used that time and got a job out of the way, I think you need to acknowledge the, the hit of 
dopamine that you get from actually doing that um, yeah. because that helps the habits to form because your brain's going I want a bit more of that I like that I like that little hit I have to confess that earlier on today I did the washing up and I was dancing around the kitchen to Aha's take on me <laughs> while, while I did is it. Is that your washing up back? It, apparently it is now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that, oh. that's what I was doing. So that's another thing is is because it can be quite, um, I find it boring, decluttering. Yeah. I find it, I find it intensely mundane and I think it's not it's not difficult or anything it's just boring oh god here we go again you're like oh there's a pile of washing up again yeah and it's, it, and it's something that happens every day because unless you're never going to eat at home or have a drink you're going to have washing up and or get a servant <laughs> get a servant That's get that. a servant you know, yeah. it has a it has a certain relentlessness to it doesn't it i know yeah. i always used to think right i'm going to do all the shopping like I'm going to just, I'm going to do all the shopping and then it's done. And then I, and then my brain would go, yeah, but then you'll eat the stuff and then you have to do it again. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I just used to get that little hit. And of course I never did all the shopping because there's always at least two things I'd forget. And oh, yeah. No matter how hard I try not to do it. Um, so I've just accepted that there will always be two things that I'll forget. It's all getting a bit existential Ooh. life. <laughs> Life through shopping and washing up, all pointless. <laughs> aren't we? Aren't we? Fantastically interesting. What 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 subject matter we've got to to talk about tonight? <laughs> well, we've got we've got nothing outside of our little bubbles, have we? Well, I, I went out today in the car, da da, and Ooh. then got stuck in traffic, which I was doubly you know, two lots of traffic. So the first one was a queue for the McDonald's drive-in takeaway, wow. which made me absolutely livid on the main road. So there's so oh many cars God. parked in the damn place that they're <laughs> spilling out onto the main road. So I'm sat there thinking it was a queue of normal traffic and it was for McDonald's, which got me really angry. And then I couldn't pull out. And then I was on the other side of Birmingham and it was it was really, really like sitting traffic for like on the motorway, not moving at all. And it's like, no. This is not allowed. I've only come out for the first time to deliver some emergency bedding. And um, other, other fast food restaurants are available to annoy you. They shouldn't you. be. None <laughs> of them should be. They're all vile. No, I think I think that's the problem because they have all gone like they're all delivering now, aren't delivery they? Delivery and like driving only. Yeah. Yeah. That people are just queuing because they've got nowhere else to go. It's exactly. like, let's go and have a McDonald's. Let's have an exciting yeah. McDonald's on a Friday afternoon. Mm. The traffic has been oh. horrendous this week. It's There's so many roadworks and temporary, yeah, temporary traffic yeah. lights, diversions. Never see any people working on these things. No, They're just, just existing. So, Rachel, what is it that you, you um, acquire? You had to categorise it. Stuff. For what? Um, a specific kind of stuff. Books, clothes, yeah. mm -hmm. paper of all description. Yeah. Like sort of stuff I've studied. Um, stationery, oh. pens, um, memories, 
um, which can be uh -huh. photographs, places that have been like leaf right. leaflets, um, tickets to shows, gigs, um, various mm -hmm. events, um, food to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. I was having a clear out of my cupboards the other day and I'd got loads of stuff, lo loads of junk food. Okay. And some of it was out of date, but only just out of date. So I took it all into work and it just all vanished. Yeah. It was yeah. like there was a giant bar of fruit and nut my food. dad had given me that I forgot about. There was Doritos, uh, Jaffa Cakes, all the healthy food groups. <laughs> and I've just thought, I'm like, Jaffa what cakes, have I got? Aren't Jaffa Cakes fruit? That's what I've always worked on. Yeah. yeah. Got to be vitamin C. And, 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 they're, and they're dark chocolates, so they're like antioxidant. And, exactly. Like, Carry serotonin and tryptophan. I know all this oh, useless yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, it's great. Good, good for your brain. Good for your body. Let's not Just get into all the sugar. cake or a biscuit. Hey, let's not go there. Let's not go there. Um, <laughs> they are a cake because okay. they don't pay tax. tax. They don't pay VAT. Uh, they don't yeah, pay they had to go to court to say they're a cake. If they were a biscuit, they'd have to pay VAT. So they went to court to prove they're a cake. Ooh. But they're in the biscuit aisle. That's interesting. We'll treat them as a biscuit. That's interesting. But if I put on my my uh, tax form that I'm a fruitcake, I mean, I don't have to pay any, <laughs> any tax. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. I've got to do that, by the way, otherwise I'll be after me. Oh, yeah. Have you claimed your working from home? I don't think I'd thing? get one, to be honest. I, I don't think, but... Um, is it because you're self-employed? I don't even know what I am anymore. I've no idea. So I think they, I they've done. I, I think a lot of self-employed people have done quite badly out of all of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, they're just like tough. I've noticed that you're you're now moving away from the subject that we're here for. Oh yes, I can tell. Very <laughs> cunning. Very clever. Well, let's go. Let's go. Work. Let's go forwards then, Rachel. Yeah. Where are you aiming for? So, how will you know you've got where you want to go when you get there? I think when I can come home and come into the front room and sit down and not see a load of clutter, to just to have a relaxing space. I know, I know that there will be things that probably do occasionally get left out or do need to be put away, but it would be on a smaller scale. There wouldn't be piles of things in mm. corners and surfaces. Um, yeah, and a, and a nice bedroom that's been decorated and doesn't have stuff all over the floor and... Would yeah, it be I think to find things that you want as well. Yes, I spend an awful lot of time finding, trying to find things, and especially at the moment because I am moving things around a lot. You you know you've seen it recently, but you don't know then what you did with it. Did it get put in that box or that box, or did you think I need that soon and put it somewhere else? I had a bit of a panic. Work. I lost my passport oh, and I couldn't find it for ages because I hadn't put it back where 
it should be. Um, and it took ages to find because what it's called churning, apparently. Is that right? Yeah, churning Expert. is when you pick something up and go, oh, I'll, oh, I'll just, I'll just put it over there for the minute. I have a think about it because I need to have it in my eyesight so that I don't forget where it is and then, and then repeat. You know, and, yeah. and eventually the first thing is under a pile of other things that you needed to leave out to see. I lost my passport and couldn't find it and had to get a new one and then found that I'd put it on the top of the fridge. Well, that's an obvious place. <laughs> Somewhere safe. Why? Why would you do that? Where was yours, Rachel? Mine was, yeah, under under a pile of other things that needed to yeah. be dealt with and were important that had then had a slight landslide and ended up under some other stuff. Whereas if I'd put it back in the first place, because I've got a document folder and that's in a, in a drawer, and, and it's been living there quite happily for a few months. And then I got it out for something. And I thought, I'll put that away after because I'm going to need it soon for something else. And I needed it because my mum's put her um, home into a trust. So then we've had okay. to provide, like, ID. So I yeah. needed the passport. And I was like, where is it? And I literally, I tore the whole front room apart and didn't find it. And then did the same thing again later. And then on the third attempt, it, it magically appeared from under this pile that I'd already looked in. Um, and that I really suspect, frustrates me. I suspect you've got poltergeists. <laughs> and that they were hiding your passport. Maybe. Yeah. It wouldn't have been like the end of the world because it, it goes out of date in April anyway and I need right. a new one. But yeah. Yeah. there's probably no point applying yet well you can't really use it unless it's for id can you that's the whole point no. getting the passport out the only excitement is looking at it and then remembering you're not going anywhere no what you do yeah. is you get your passport out and uh you put on the telly you put some kind of i don't know wish you were here program and you get a mojito and sit there <laughs> and pretend in fact sit in your sit in your chair and pretend that you're on a plane right and if you've got any friends, they can be like the, the cabin crew. <laughs> and there, was, can... um, there was a meme that went round at the beginning of lockdown uh -huh. and uh, of somebody that was sitting at, uh, at the window of an aeroplane mm -hmm. and you could hear this background noise. And then eventually the picture pulled out and it was actually a washing machine window <laughs> yeah, that, I saw that, that. Had, a, <laughs> had a sort of curtain or a towel across it. It was really, it was really good. That was, and we're still and, there. You know, and then, and then you can yeah. also get somebody to like record something for you. And this is domestic flight seventeen from Birmingham. We'll be taking off the in bottom of the garden. <laughs> Just you got to use your imagination, Rachel. Yeah. Get your passport out, and then go through pass, and then you can have your own little stamp for your house with your address on it. <laughs> Put it in your passport. I've been there. It was great. <laughs> I, I've officially been to my bathroom and back. I think somebody <laughs> said it was years ago when Salman Rushdie had had a load of fatwas out against him for Midnight's Children, I think it was. Mm, yeah. And, um, and I've I forgotten what comedian was, which one it was, and he said, been anywhere nice? And Salman recently went, just the bathroom. Because <laughs> he was he was trapped in his hands. 
<laughs> but then you could they could take it even further and you could put a review on TripAdvisor about your bathroom. <laughs> the decor was brilliant, but the water <laughs> itself was a bit tepid. So it's like the new version there. of like reported safe at home. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, stay well, safe tourism. That would literally be still safe at home. Safer at home. Yeah, everyone's safe at home. Stay at home. Or no, you could have um, you could have a star system, couldn't you, for how safe you were at home? So it could be one star safe, which means you were hovering around at the end of your garden and looking at passers-by, so they could have caught something, you know. Closer to your front door, on the other side of your front door, locked in, you know, that could be three star. If you had three things, the tools that would make things better for you, Rachel, what do you think they would be? A new brain. A new brain. Yeah, get one of them. Yeah. I think, yeah, better organisational skills and right. decision making. Mm -hmm. I think this decision making, you kind of go into a little bit of a panic. Mm. Of, I don't know what to do. And... I even do it with clothes. I'll I'll put something on and then think, shall I wear this to go out or shall I wear something else? Or so what? What do you draw on when you do make a decision? Because clearly you must otherwise you'd be walking around naked. So what 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 is it that what what is the the thought pattern that you use to decide what you're going to put on in the day? Then let's keep it on clothes. Um, well, I do tend to ask other people. Um, I used to ask my daughter a lot when she lived at home. Sometimes I'll take photographs of myself in various things and send it like to like, my sister-in-law or my daughter or my friend mm. and say, what do you think? Um, that's more for like, if it's, if it's like a, an occasion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but how did yeah, sometimes I'll put today? something on and then I can't decide if I look fatter in that or if I look like I'm trying too hard or if I look too scruffy. So then I'll put something else on. But I think I never really feel comfortable with the choice that I've made. I'll often go out and think, oh, I wish I'd wore, wore what I'd put on first or... And what, what you, you, you feel You're not like? trusting you then, are you? You're not trusting no. you. Your choice. Sorry, David. What you why, why do you think you, you feel that it's the wrong choice? I don't know. Um, yeah, I think I just don't trust in my own judgment or or my taste. Um, like I'll, I'll quite often buy things and then they'll arrive and I think, what on earth is that? Mm -hmm. and then most of the time they don't get warm but occasionally I will wear them and, and then you'd see a picture of yourself wearing it and you think that really does look awful what are you wearing um, so yeah I, I think there's a bit of that a bit of worry of things that I've bought will make me look stupid well, that's part of life right if, <laughs> if you look at photographs I bet if Ella brought out her photographs from the 90s. Absolutely, from the 70s. I'm going to go with 1980s. 
I'm, oh yeah. Oh god, yeah. Absolutely. 1980s, right? Shoulder pads. As far back as 1970s, I wasn't going to be that insulting. <laughs> no, I said it though. <laughs> from the, I've right, got pictures of me epic things from the 70s. <laughs> then, then people do look very odd in the things they wear. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I just go with. I mean, look at for God's sake. Look. No. Scruffy. Enter the dragon. Scruffy cardigan yeah. man. <laughs> so. Uh, I think you have to, at a certain point in time, go, who are you dressing for? Um, who are you, are you, is it for practicality or, or what is it? And, uh, um, and yeah, I, get I think I tend, as I've got older, I've, I definitely dress for comfort. Yeah. Um, I, I don't see the point in wearing heels to go out because it's been years since I wore heels. Can't walk in them. They're uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So I don't even attempt it now. If, if it's a wedding, I might wear heels for an hour. Um, but I will take a pair of flat shoes with me because it's preferable to me walking around barefoot, which I used to do for a good few years. My friends will say, do you remember when we went to Snobs and you were dancing barefoot? You go to Snobs as well. I used to go to Snobs. I miss the, the old Snobs. The new Snobs is nowhere near... I haven't been it's to full the of kids. What is it? The old nightclub was always baby. full nightclub. of a, a big like mix of people. It was and just brilliant. It, it was yeah. it had a, this sort of really sixties decor, didn't it? There were loads of like naked faces on women, the wall, like hanging off the wall, but not not real naked women. Oh, thank goodness! Like mannequins hanging off yeah. the wall, and it was underground, and it was just it was just good and then on tuesday night you got free food yeah i thought for yeah. a moment there that birmingham had reached a real level of debauchery where they had no naked women not real <laughs> naked people naked no. women hanging on the, the real ones. mind you i'm sure i read somewhere that birmingham was one of the first adopters or maybe even inventors of lap dancing clubs um because we did use we to have, have got an awful, awful lot, lot of them, of them. yeah so maybe that's another claim to Yeah, gentlemen's clubs. Mm. We used to have a hooters as well. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, we, that is a city of culture. I think we should have got that, to be honest. <laughs> I can't believe Coventry. And, uh, and all the lap dancing clubs. Coventry got it. <laughs> During the lockdown. Coventry got it, yeah, absolutely. During the lockdown. <laughs> Oh yes, I know that was a shame. Well, talking about Coventry, Sorry. what was that? What there was a nightclub, was it Tiffany's? Yeah, I think so. In, in the in the in the shopping centre, yeah, yeah. yeah. Going some I, glass box to get. I there. don't know. I've, I've I didn't do that kind of thing. We I was good Nightclubs. I used to go there forever, <laughs> hoping for something fun to happen. It never did. But Pink apart Parrot from the free food, that free sounds food. like your snobs. I think Parrot. I didn't go there either. <laughs> Did you have a pink parrot? I would have gone there. Parrot. I would have gone there. So Horrible. back to our topic because yeah. we'll 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 close in a minute. Yeah. So I think um I th how do you think you could help you feel good about you? How how could you give yourself permission? So instead of asking other people what they think about what you're wearing, could you ask you? If it's okay, could you give you permission and go, Rachel? You look a million dollars in that, and everybody's gonna everybody's gonna think that. And if they don't, 
that's their problem, not mine. Because mm. if I've looked, I've sometimes look at, you know, like people that dress eccentrically and loudly, you know, and bright colours and people who just don't care. Um, yeah. And what they've got is some sort of charismatic carry-off, if you know what I mean. If you, let's take... Um, Miriam Margulies, who I love and think is amazing. Oh, I love her. But She's amazing. You, you would never rip anything out of her because it's nothing to do with what she looks like, what she wears. It's her that mm. who is for. I want her as prime minister. Actually, I think she'd be brilliant. But um, she has got a character that overrides any clothes, any hairdo, any anything. And so I think if you maybe try to give you yourself permission to be who you'd like to be, which is happy, relaxed, enjoying your clothes, whatever you've worn, then maybe that might help. Do you know what I mean? You give yourself yeah. permission. And and because that, that was, these are some things that I learned. Uh, I needed some sentences to say back to people. If somebody was gonna insult me instead of going <gasps> and being all offended by it, I needed a sentence that would, if somebody said you drink too much, I could go, you know, you're right, but I love it, whatever. I've just got a sentence to agree. If you agree with people, then they're lost. They can't say anything else then. So yeah. I think if you just, first of all, you give you permission and then you enjoy you and then you enjoy you enjoying you. And, and I think that will help to build it up and just get a couple of sentences ready for the clothes police who are never going to say anything to you anyway. But if they did go, oh, I can't help it. I just love tight, shiny black satin. So there was a fascinating <laughs> one from Mick Jagger, right? And it was a, a playing somewhere. I can't remember who said about this, but some guy from the audience said, get your hair cut. And he said, what, and look like you, right? <laughs> Um, you know, and the best one is probably to just ignore it. What does yeah. it matter? I think, it's, I think it's the fear of it. I don't think it actually exists. It's your no. own personal fear of it, isn't it? Yeah, it's a lot of internal, just, yeah, just not believing in yourself that yeah. you can make a decision and that it's the right decision. Well, we all um, think you're marvellous, and so did the BBC people. There you go. <laughs> Marvellous. So fantastic. So yes, and that's not. I'm not saying that both of you, by the way. I'm not just saying that. They said, Heather, you've just worked with some amazing people, and I said, yes, I know. I'm really lucky. So yeah, that's honest. It's mainly because I look like um, Karl Marx that they said that. I think it's kind of. Like... Is that the look <laughs> you're going for? Well, it was the look I was going for. Not Rasputin. And now it's going, it's going ah, into Hagrid. Rasputin. It's going into Hagrid now. And wow, you yeah. see, you can morph. And there's, there's just, you know, yes. You've got a bit, a bit of the um, Michael Sheen going on because he's gone oh. very like that now, hasn't he? Yes, yes. People keep saying it, and and I wrote to him and said, "Could you judge on this?" And he never wrote back. That's because he was scared that he had a doppelganger. Never wrote back. <laughs> and this is very interesting, oh. this conversation, because it's a yeah. podcast and nobody can see us. That's <laughs> Any true. of us. Oh, they'll just have to wonder what you really look like then. 
but anyway, on, on, on that note, I think right. we're gonna, we'll close it. Thank you, Rachel, for joining us tonight. Um, Thank you and for inviting me. No, it's an absolute pleasure, mm. and um, I'll be uh, I'll be listening out for your for your new wardrobe joy um, in the future, <laughs> where you'll be wearing red, yellow, and green and turquoise all together, and loving it. In Ooh. fact, I think you should start a blog. Well, you show how experimental you get with your clothing. Fantastic. And if anybody says anything, uh, you just tell them to... <clears throat> yeah. Just say, uh, I don't want to look like you. Just do a Mick Jagger. I don't want to look like you. That's dreadful. It's nothing like him. In well, it was, closer, it was closer than me. Anyway, let's say bye-bye. Right. And bye to now. anybody who might have been listening to us waffling on, hope we've given you a little bit of insight and um, see you for number eight soon. Take care. Take care. Bye. Thanks.